Hello everyone and welcome to a very festive episode of 80 Days and Exploration Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by three history and geography nerds in an internet power balloon. And this podcast is dedicated to discussing little-known countries, territories, settlements, cities, and traditions from around the world. My name is Luke Kelly. I'm broadcasting from Dublin, Ireland, and joining me today is... Uh, Joe Byrne in Galway, Ireland. And we may have a second uh, second uh, guest joining us. who was supposed to be absent for this one, and now may, may be joining us at the last moment. Uh, I'm present oh. in voice, but uh, absent <laughs> in uh, body and spirit. And Great. Ma- so, Mer- Merry Christmas, yeah. Mark. There's Mer- Mark. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry should Christmas. I explain why I'm, I was meant to be absent? Please do, yes, please do. Yeah, go for it. We, we, we were wondering how to, how, to, how, to, how to tell the listeners. Well, we had a whole load of babies. <laughs> too many babies. Yeah. My enemy's number, too many babies. Literally, we had, we had two babies. We had twins uh, about five weeks yeah. ago now at the point of recording. Uh, mm. And I am currently taking my only bit of exercise or outdoor time that I'm going to get today with two babies strapped to me. Uh, I went to a doctor today for the first time in like 10 years, and they're like, what is going on with your back? I got to tell them, <laughs> I got two babies, man! Uh, so yeah, <laughs> happy Christmas, guys. Well, hello, babies. This is the first time they've heard our voices. Yeah. Hi, babies. <laughs> my, my normal shtick is to do like a, to, to, to wedge in some reference to my new children as a, as a mini-sode uh, with yeah. my, my, my previous child, but... Uh, your, your uh, previous child having is, is really putting the, uh, the, the, putting me in little shame. <laughs> okay, apologies for the background noise because I, I am actually literally just out in the street. That's okay. We're glad to have you in any capacity whatsoever. Cool. Mark. Yeah. So I, I suppose I'll, I'll just explain. So yeah. So today we're gonna tell uh, we're gonna talk about a few different Christmas traditions from around the world. Mark has been kind enough to join us, and uh, he's gonna kick us off with a tradition that's close to him. I think if if I'm correct in saying so, uh, Mark. Geographically, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it always yeah. kind of scared me and freaked me out, and I. I kind of didn't want any part of it, uh, okay. but uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, this is this is uh, Ren Day, or or as it's known in my area, the Ran, chasing the Ran or hunting the Ran or whatever. It's really weird. It's got like a real kind of summer isle pagan kind of vibe, and you know that kind of yeah. creepy element of horror movies because like they all know what's going on, and you haven't a clue, mm. and that's the unnerving thing. Like everyone's. Everyone knows the score, and you're just like, where, where are all the kids? Where did all these and inside is, rabbits go from? Is this just Dingle County, Kerry, or is it everywhere? And so it's it's oh, it's okay. based in yes, I'm I'm from Kerry, southwest of Ireland. It's kind of, I mean, people will argue about this, but it's kind of the most Irishy bit of Ireland in some ways. It's like a lot of like native Irish speakers. There's you know mountains and glens and mm-hmm. festivals and bonnie lasses and whatever. Like it's. It's, it's got the lot, wild Atlantic coasts, all the mountains, etc. So uh, in the far, far kind of west, uh, out in the kind of, you know, craggy coast, there's this tradition called the, the Wren. And basically on the 26th, Boxing Day, Stephen's Day, whatever you like, people kind of go out and march around in very brightly colored clothing. The kind of narrative being they're going to go chase or hunt a Wren, mm-hmm. but it's almost like a kind of mythic figure in that sense i think it has a lot to do kind of with the the wren's place and kind of celtic mythology as this kind of very wise canny almost like a spirit in that way it's like you know very heavy on the paganism we should we should probably say for people who may not be aware that a wren is a type of bird yeah it's a little like robin Uh, sized bird yeah you know Mm, Uh, and uh yeah people go around and big festivities 
And in Dingle particularly, they hear it really seriously. They've got like traveling bands. Not traveling bands. They've got like, you know, uh, street-based teams. And they kind of basically compete how, how the competition is judged. I don't know. It's just like, just a lot of hooping and hollering. I assume everyone ends up in the pub afterwards. Uh, as I say, I just thought it was real creepy. It Honestly, it looks like the purge. You're like wandering and, and around full of turkey. Everyone, e- each group has like, they, they dress up in sort of mummers costumes, right? Yeah, and it kind of, it links to the wider tradition of mummers. I think it was a big thing in Wexford and that went over to Newfoundland as well. And it's, it's you know, Christmas traditions of going around people's houses and kind of getting them out. Getting them off their arses. It's kind of, you know, a little bit like Christmassy trick-or-treat, I was going to go on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's a big thing, Kerry. I used to see mummers uh, in my own village, which is not too far from Dingle. Uh, but as I say, I was quite intimidated. It looked very weird. Uh, and it looked like, you know, I kind of didn't fancy the idea that, well, I don't know what the Wren is. Maybe they don't know what the Wren is. Maybe they could think the Wren is me. And then they're chasing me. Mm. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to move on. This is some weird stuff. Uh, I've got uh, I've got video games to play. So uh, that was uh, uh, that was my my sense of it. Does this sound familiar, nice. Mark? The wren, the wren, the king of all birds, since Stephen's day was caught in the furs. Although he was little, his honour was great. Jump up, me lads, and give him a treat. Up with uh, the kettle and down with the pan, give us a penny to bury the ran. Yeah, that's... Uh, it, uh, the thing is, a big part of it is, is now collecting money for charity. So it's collecting yeah. money for the ran is, is kind of what you're about out there. Hunting euros, as it were, as opposed to actual birds. I think they also used to try to capture a wren, which is a bit grisly, because I'm, sure, I'm not sure that wren was making out of that. Uh, after after the Huli. Uh but there's also uh, uh, a, like a legend I remember from from primary school about how the wren was the wisest of all the birds mm. uh, because there was a competition among the birds to see who was the greatest bird uh, and yeah, uh, uh, Icarus style uh, they all kind of tried to go as close to the sun as they could or as close to the sky as they could. The eagle got up furthest, but the wren, the sneaky sob, snuck under his wing. And as the eagle was was busting ah. his lungs, he jumped out from underneath the wing and went, "Ha ha! I'm a wren, and therefore better than you, <laughs> just an eagle." I'm the highest. Exactly. So uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's that's, that's the wren. The wren. Uh, it's very weird, uh, but it's it's like linked to you know Celticy traditions. You see sometimes yeah. in England, definitely in linked to the kind of mummers stuff in Newfoundland as well. Uh, which I think is more about more like a carolingy thing and kind of house visiting and stuff. But you know, they share a lot of stuff. All right. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Mark. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll continue on anyway. And uh, if you want to chime in from time to time, feel free. Or if you want to drop out, that's cool too. I'll, I'll stick around for a bit. I'm on a, I'm on a quiet road here. Uh, my babies are asleep, so uh, yeah, fire on. Okay. So yeah, Joe, do you want to kick off with uh, your first Christmas story? Then? Yes. So I I, I was sort of my plan was to tell two two things that are sort of loosely connected by by footwear but it is a very mm. loose loose connection so again i went with something that was a bit local to me once upon a time um as you may remember i used to be broadcasting from Bern, switzerland um, haven't mm. been for a while but one december i think 2018 myself and some colleagues went to freeborg which is it's not very far from Bern, um you know, about a 40-minute train ride, but it's it's bilingual, so it's Ger- it's German and French-speaking, majority French, where Bern is German. And there they, as it came as a surprise to us to find that we had arrived in the middle of the St. Nicholas Festival. Uh, St. Nicholas being the patron saint of Freiburg, again, something we didn't know. So we were just going to look at the cathedral 
on a random weekend. So St. Nicholas like Santa St. Nicholas. Exactly. St. Okay. Nicholas of Myra uh, is their patron saint. So famous, okay. you know, fan of children, um, giver of presents, all around nice guy. So in Switzerland, they celebrate uh, who they call Sammy Klaus a little bit earlier than, than in the English speaking world. St. Nicholas Day is the 6th of November. And so that's the, the time of year where where Sammy Klaus comes out of the forest with his donkey, <laughs> distributing treats, uh, accompanied by his helpers, the Schmitzlis, who are oh kind of evil. Uh, you, 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 okay. Uh, you, what, are you, what are you hearing there in, there in that name, Mark? Well, no, it's just, well, I'm confused about the narrative. Why is he hanging around with them if they're evil? I feel like I'm probably not so, the first first kid to, to question I think, this. I think he's kind of the the, the the sanitization of Krampus. So there used to be more evil Christmas mm. spirits who would take away bold children. Oh God! Uh, and that's that's still Schmitzky's job. But um, Saint Nicholas, as a as a pro child um, mystic figure, is kind of a counterbalance to that. Well, good children get rewarded. Uh, bad children don't get put in a sack and taken away to be eaten as much anymore. Um, right. So that's why. So it was quite the shock when we arrived up. I think it was St. Michael's Boys Catholic School, the secondary school, has a big courtyard. And there was a, there was a market on. This is great fun. And people lighting candles, dressing up. Um, there was like a little little choir with little hoods, like little red riding hood hoods and candles, uh, singing and playing flutes. Begging for their lives, saying goodbye yeah. to their parents. <laughs> and, and then as night fell, this this crowd of schmutzlies arrived and they were wearing black robes they had uh, darkened faces which uh what yeah yeah uh, uh, that's okay a, a controversial european tradition of um <laughs> of sort of festive blackface oh god i, 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 I would i would say in the defense of schmutzlies they do very much look like they are Go on, Joe. I'm, I don't know what you're going to say. I swear to God, I have no idea. So there's, 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 a, there's a tradition in Netherlands for Schwarterpiet, where Schwarterpiet is clearly a caricature of a, an enslaved person. We're talking about Black Peter yeah, in the, yeah. the Netherlands? Black Peter. Yeah, yeah. Black yeah, Peter, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's dressed up that way, and that is full-on minstrelsy blackface. It's, it's straight up bad. I, it's straight up real yeah. bad. The, the Schmutzies are much more convincingly, you know, like dirty forest spirits with like soot on their faces and okay. big black hoods. They don't really sure look they like are. they don't really look like a caricature of people. They they so I think they're 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 okay maybe. Uh, but that's for the that's for the Swiss. To we, we, we won't take that official stance as a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, they go around okay. with big brooms and scare children and like poke you with their sticks. I've got a lovely photo of one of them like attacking me. Um. And anyway, everyone parades through the city, making lots of noise. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, and after the Schmutzlis, on a big donkey arrives, a, a, a basically a bishop, a guy dressed in white bishop's robes with a big white beard. And that's um, St. Nicholas, Sammy Klaus. And they parade through the city, making lots of noise. We then took the shortcut down to the cathedral to get a good spot for when he arrives, throwing sweets and nuts and candy out to the children. Then up on the, there's a kind of a balcony above the, the, the facade of the cathedral and it gets lit up. The schmutzlies arrive and all the children in the crowd start booing at them. And then suddenly St. Nicholas appears and he goes in this 20 minute long speech, a kind of a, almost like a, an Elizabethan court jester type speech, sending up all of the establishment, like making fun of the politicians, uh, recounting the events of the year in Fribourg. He then climbed up on a balcony 
uh, told us to support renewable energy <laughs> and reject populism. Great. And racism. Uh, as well as giving out a shout out to the Brazilian community in German, obviously. All right. Um, and then he vanished in a burst of flames. Right. And it was it wonderfully sounds... confusing as someone who speaks rudimentary German and French. Uh, kind of like, okay, is that, did he say something about wind turbines? I think Santa wants us to get wind right. turbines. And also the and mayor is in populism. trouble for something. <laughs> and so that, that was... Um, that was my interaction with um, with Sammy Klaus. Fair enough. Uh, and the, the, just to link it back to footwear in some way, um, Swiss children uh, leave their shoes out that night, St. Nicholas's night, in the hopes that they'll get some um, some small presents or or fruits or nuts uh, in the morning, and uh, that's. And not be a put shoe, in a bag. shoe full of nuts. That's what I have to look forward to <laughs> See, on Christmas morning. That's what I would worry if I left my shoes out of my front doorstep. That's what I'd actually worry. Some guy would come along and fill my shoe with his nuts. That's that's a re- <laughs> very real risk in the Canton of Freiburg. And so your your option your options are you get some sweets and presents, or you get put in a bag and taken away to hell by the Schmutzlies. So that's those are kind of the two directions you can go as a Swiss child, and. Um, yeah, wonderful. So, um, just shoehorning, shoehorning in some footwear there, so I can uh, segue to my next story. Okay, so we've so far we've had uh, racism and uh, animal abuse in our first two <laughs> stories. So uh, that's wonderful. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna continue the, the tradition. Seemingly, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this from your time in Switzerland, Joe. Seemingly, like across Eastern and Northern Europe, goats are heavily associated with Christmas. Have you ever heard of this before? Oh, yeah, the Yule Book. Apparently, yeah, the Yule goat is particularly popular throughout Scandinavia. And its origins go back to pagan uh, rituals. Mm. So one popular theory is that the celebration of the goat is connected to worshipping the, the Norse god Thor, okay. who seemingly rode across the sky in a chariot drawn by two goats. But it also links back to Indo-European beliefs whereby the last sheaf of grain bundled in the harvest was credited with magical properties and was saved for Yule celebrations. Okay. Called, among other things, the Yule Goat or Yule Bakken. But one town around 200 kilometers north of Stockholm has made a, a, a great tradition of its own uh, based around the Yule Goat. So in, I think it's called Yavla um, every year since 1966. The town has put up a giant version of a traditional Swedish Yule goat figure made of straw placed over a wooden or metal frame. And it's erected every year by local community groups at the beginning of Advent over a period of about two days. And the first goat was uh, 13 meters or 43 feet tall. Wow. This is a big goat. And does it does it look like a goat? It does. Okay, because I've seen, I've seen some sort of... Um... Some things call Yule Book, as I've seen pictures of, and they, they don't look anything like goats, and it's very confusing. Yeah, it's, it does look very much like a goat. It's, it's kind of like a stylistic goat, but yeah, you definitely would recognize oh, yeah. it as a goat. Yeah, it's a goat. Um, That's very nice. So there is a, 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 a rather darker tradition, though, around this Goody. goat. Um, is, is this going to be yeah. a wicker man sort of situation? <laughs> no, not quite that bad, but we, we, um, we're, we're definitely straying into uh, criminality here again. Um, so since uh, the first year was put up, uh, the display has become notable for being a recurring target for vandalism by arson oh, okay. uh, and has been destroyed 
many, many times since the first goat was erected in 1966. Okay. So... It's it's located apparently quite close to the town fire station, which is good. Uh, but it's it's been burned down so often that it's become customary that if the goat is burned down before thirteenth of December, it's generally uh, rebuilt. Whereas if it doesn't, if it, if it's burned down after that, they just give up. Wow. And several people over the years have been caught or convicted for vandalizing the goat. So in 2001, it was burned down by a 51 year old visitor from Cleveland, Ohio, oh, wow. uh, who spent. <laughs> who spent 18 days in jail and was uh, subsequently convicted and ordered to pay 100,000 Swedish kroner and and said he was no goat burner when he was appeared in court and believed he was taking part in a completely legal goat burning tradition. Okay. So there's a great table on Wikipedia of uh, the, the the kind of outcome of the uh, the goat every year. <laughs> and I'll go I'll just briefly walk you through it. So the first one lasted until the last day of the year, 1966, but is marked mysteriously as being destroyed. <laughs> uh, and the following two years, then the goat survived. But after that, its chances become pretty slim. So throughout the 70s, the goat was destroyed successfully every single year. Well done. Uh, once, once somehow being stolen, once collapsing under its own weight, once being hit by a car. <laughs> and once being... How do you steal a giant goat? I don't know. And then once being burned down only six hours after it was erected. <laughs> right. so, uh, it managed to live through the entire uh, season in, in 1981, but then it was destroyed the following six years. In 1988, bookmakers in the UK began taking bets on if the goat would actually survive through December. And that year it did. Uh, and the 90s saw its chances improve with enhanced security and CCTV. But in 1992, the goat was destroyed not once, but twice. Once after eight days, and then again, the rebuilt one was burned down a few days before Christmas. Uh, they did try to coat it one year in ice, and it was burned down that year. Good. They coated it another year in, in anti-inflammatory uh, liquid or something, and it was burned down again that year. Great. Uh, in 2005, the goat was burned down by uh, unknown vandals reportedly dressed as Santa and the gingerbread man. <laughs> who... <laughs> Who shot it with a flaming arrow? Amazing. <laughs> it's just stylish, to be yeah. fair. It's, it's not just some, uh, not some, some petrol and a lighter. Like yeah, and it gets even more elaborate. In 2009, apparently, hackers disabled the CCTV using a DDoS attack <laughs> oh to aid their destruction attempt. Oh, boy. Um, but as of the time of recording, the last successful destruction of the GOAT took place in 2016. Uh, and the culprit was apprehended and fined roughly 10,000 euro. The replacement that year was also hit by a car. <laughs> but uh, 2017 to 2021, as we speak, uh, marks the longest survival streak in this goat's history. I'm booking my so ticket, guys. As long as... I'm booking it. Yeah. I'm abandoning these kids and, and booking my ticket. And you can uh, you can look at it online. So there is a, a website where you can go and look at a, a live stream of it. So oh, um, okay. keep an eye out if 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 you do hear something on Twitter or something of uh, of the 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 Gavala goat uh, being burned down, you might be able to watch it for, uh, watch you it know, burn uh, online for, for for free. Yeah. So that's a brilliant. That's a, an excellent tradition. Um, it is. I, I saw. Is. I saw one of them. I was just scrolling through the list. There's your your, your editor. There's one of it. It burnt down during a major blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, wow. Very stylish. Okay. Yeah. Did you have uh, something else you want to talk about, Joe? Yeah. So just again to uh, loosely wind back to footwear. What uh, while the people, the children of Europe, are leaving their their shoes of continental Europe, are leaving their shoes out for Saint Nicholas. 
um, the people of Caracas, Venezuela, are putting their fancy shoes on on Christmas morning to roller skate to mass. Oh, great. So this has become a widespread tradition in Caracas for reasons I've been unable to interrogate. Um, that, you know, people just like to roller skate to mass on Christmas morning. The, the, the church isn't a huge fan. There's been lots of, uh, apparently it was great fun as children in the 80s would be like, you know, you, you'd try to skate around the church to annoy father or whatever who, who, who didn't approve. And uh, uh, again, sort of a bit of anti-authoritarianism. But now they shut down the streets on Christmas morning to allow people to safely roller skate as families to uh, to an early morning Christmas mass. I think Christmas Eve is a big day in, in uh, Venezuela for celebrating. That's when you have your big meal and stuff. And Christmas Day is more of a, you know, a morning religious thing with added roller skating. And I read something I didn't fully understand about children going to sleep with a like a string tied around their toe hanging out the window. And like once they felt the string is getting like jerked along by roller skates, they'd be like, yay, it's Christmas. <laughs> Which I did hear about that one. Yeah, yeah that, that was a good one. It's, um, it sounds fun. And I suppose the one of the places I was reading about it kind of said, you can't go ice skating in Caracas and so this may be an adaptation of, of, you know, I can kind of imagine a, a thought process where you go, ah, Canadians and North Americans seem to go ice skating. We like regular skating. It's Christmas. You know, this looks like a Dickens Christmas card, maybe. Uh, so I thought that was a, a fun tradition and, and quite out there. Absolutely. So that's all we have for you guys. Hopefully some burning down of uh, well, Christmas decorations or some chasing kids with uh, with brooms or uh, hunting down small birds uh, has put I you just in the, love in the how festive mood. the same holiday is around the world. That's something I, I think is so cool about Christmas is because it's so widespread that it's, you know, in some places it's a <laughs> completely commercialized shopping festival. In other places it's about, you know, seeing mm. them burn down a goat the quickest. Um it's just this whole kind of rich tapestry of human creativity. Uh, it's like, okay, how do we do that here, though? Um, and, yeah, that's kind of wonderful. Okay, well, uh, only remains for us to thank you very much for listening, and particular thanks to our patrons for this year who have uh, stuck with us despite a, a rather long gap between seasons. We are continuing to work on season five, and we will be back with you in January. Until then can find more episodes of the podcast at 80dayspodcast.com as usual or you can find us on twitter facebook or instagram or you can drop us a christmas message by email at uh, 80dayspodcast at gmail.com all right well merry christmas guys and merry christmas listeners no uh, and happy christmas for me as well in english feliz navidad feliz navidad Yule goats roasting on an arson fire, roller skates pulling at your toes. A bag of old wrens getting chased by a curryman. <laughs> and <coughs> evil spirits putting you in a bag. Merry Christmas. Everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. It's not going to be a number one. <laughs> no.